episode number 40 of Premier Pep Talk Podcast. 4-0. What up, motherfuckers? 4-0. Oh. big number. Not quite as big as uh, another number from uh, this weekend. It's more like 7-0. Oh. <laughs> Do you know about that one? Oh, I saw, I heard, I watched several times over. How wonderful was that? Humbled. Yeah. Humbled. The energy drink champions. Didn't have much energy at Anfield. <laughs> Seven zero to one of your biggest rivals. Uh-huh. When you're supposedly in a title race, when you're supposedly going for a quadruple. These are things I'm hearing from the fan base, even from the team. And it was reported today. Uh, Man United players really thought they were going to steal the title off City or Arsenal. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got seven put upside your head, my friend. Seven mm-hmm. to a Liverpool team that's been struggling all year. So ah. the f- <laughs> first thing I have to say, it's so true. It's so true. We should have a laugh. We should have a laugh. <laughs> we should have a laugh. We should acknowledge that. I, if I'm United, I'm wondering who's in that WhatsApp text group that leaked that i i have questions i need to know who yeah. who leaked who leaked the info that we were talking about winning the title and i'd imagine that a lot of clubs have that conversation right amongst themselves in the locker room and in training and just eating and talking like oh man you know, you know week three you know hey we, we we can do something here you know i know we've mm-hmm. had a win or a draw whatever the circumstances are you have that talk and that's fine but I mean, you sp- it's over when you've played Arsenal and City. It's done. You split the both of us, right? They split yeah, us and they yeah, split it's you. Good. It's mm-hmm. done. So you really just have to focus on yourself and just honestly, you probably can't hear what I'm doing right now, but I'm putting a finger up to my mouth and I'm just, shh, shut the fuck up, put your head down and do the work. And when you get slapped by Liverpool, this is why it's funny. It's funny that you try to have these conversations about being up there again. And this is not anything to talk about what you've done up to this point and who you've beat and how the progression is there. But, yeah, good, humble pie. Much needed for all those United fans. Much, much needed. I was watching fan channels before and after. It's amazing how, how much they were humbled. It really is. That was an absolutely embarrassing and we had conversations because I saw some things that go beyond just getting your ass spanked. Uh, the butcher, Leandro Martinez, um, you might be working at a butcher shop, shop pretty soon if you ever get play like that again. Absolutely <laughs> spinning around like he was on roller skates by Mohamed Salah. I keep hearing this guy's amazing, yet he's part of a, a back five that has gotten whooped 4 nothing to Brentford, gotten whooped by Brighton, gotten whooped by City and now gotten whooped by Liverpool. I'm sorry, you're not a great center-back pairing if you can't stop the bleeding. Mm -hmm. You can't be part of four ass-whippings in, in, what is it, 25 games? Yeah. Four embarrassments Mm -hmm. in 25 games. Both games where you got all those games where there were specific moments where you got bullied, Mm -hmm. bodied by Danny Welbeck, bodied by Ivan Toney. Put on the floor by Mohamed Salah. 
Yeah. The butcher. Like I said, start applying to butcher shop soon because that was fucking <laughs> embarrassing. Um, Casemiro, the best DM in the league. Mm-hmm. That's where I was going next. What does the M stand for? Missing? Because I didn't see you on the field. I saw 37-year-old Fabinho handling you. Handling you. Bruno Fernandez. This guy, this guy's your captain, asking to be (laughs) subbed off, getting hit in the chest, and acting like he broke his nose. I mean, absolutely embarrassing. You should be ashamed to call that guy your captain. Embarrassing display from him. And once again, Anthony, the most predictable winger in the league, gets the ball, cuts (laughs) to his left foot, tries to curl it in the top left corner. I mean, literally, people were pointing at what he was going to do. They knew what he was going to do. Most predictable winger in the league. And Mr. Eric Seven Hog. That's his new name. I'm sorry. You cannot (laughs) allow your team to go to your bitter rivals Uh and get spanked 7-0. Once that gets to three, it's park the bus settings, my friend. Stop the bleeding. Get the gauze. Get the fucking antibiotics stop the fucking bleeding you let yeah. them get spanked seven nothing yeah that could have damaging damaging effects on the mentality for the rest of the season top four could be in jeopardy after that you can't let that happen if you're an elite manager is what i've been hearing from man united fans you can't yeah. let that happen you just can't just embarrassing uh i i would add that the lineup was strong. I would add yes. that the tactics were um, going for it. Uh, the movement, CDM, you, I think you kind of joked and asked the question. I'd, I'd go the center of disastrous mistakes is what the fuck that stands for. Because I, like I feel that. like that, that back, that midfield was absolutely from all year all year and i'm just taking this season for for henderson to be chopping up and slicing up your midfield whipping that ball around the way he was i mean what the fuck what the fuck you made kanate look great um you made them look solidified uh you know i thought I was a little impressed with with Robbo, um, noodles. You know, Salah did his thing. Um, Liverpool, yeah. man, Liver Liverpool. This is this is scary. <laughs> this is scary. I think both of us have have Liverpool in the upcoming months. So um, you have them in like two weeks, right? I think so. I is think that your game before the international break? No, our game, game before after the international break. That might be your game back. um, Before we talk about Liverpool, because they deserve some praise here, but Man United, I mean, just, I mean, like I said, that could could be a result that has effects on the rest of the league. Um, And I just want to say, too, they were getting the benefit of the calls the whole game as well. Uh, McTominay comes on, brutal, brutal, two brutal slide tackles, Somehow two brutal slag tackles with your spikes out is only one yellow card for Man United. Fernandez oh. shoves a ref. No investigation by the FA. That's fine. You can't. You could do that if you're a Man United player, apparently. Cool. 
We'll talk more about that later because that's shambolic as well. And um, yeah, just I I saw I saw Fabinho, I saw Rashford uh, trip over the ball or trip over his own feet, and Fabinho get yellow carded for it. Something that could have had a big effect if Man United weren't so gutless. Um, Yeah. But yeah, just terrible officiating as well. Man United getting the benefit of the whistle, but it didn't matter. You got absolutely embarrassed. 7-0. 7-0. And now we could talk about Liverpool because, yeah, we have to go to Anfield next month, April 9th, I think, or something like that. I'm not looking forward to it. But, you know, that was an ass-kicking. It happened. Yeah. But there was a lot of chances for Man U. Man U could have been two up. Rashford had a clear yeah, one-on-one with the goalie. Um, and there was a couple other decent chances. They could have easily been up 2-0 if they were more clinical. Um and then, you know, once Man United went down 2-0, they just, they just quit, basically, which is absolutely shambolic from a quadruple contender. Because I didn't see that from Liverpool last year when they were going for the quadruple. Um, but, yeah, they look good. Um, Cody Gakpo, somebody I've criticized. Um, mm-hmm. My criticism is still the same because my criticism of him was he will disappear in games, mm-hmm. but he will pop up for goals every once in a while. Great finish on that first one. The third one was even better. Um, yeah. Quality, quality finishing. Darwin Noodles played very well as well. Caused a lot of problems and actually was pretty clinical in the game. Salah becomes Liverpool's highest scoring Premier League player ever. Um, it was just even Firmino leaving Liverpool Wednesday. Saturday comes in for the seventh goal. Um, everything <laughs> yeah. was just clicking. Robertson was good. That that ball on the first Gakbo goal was amazing. And, yeah, it was a great game. Um, it's going to be a tough trip to Anfield. Anfield's still tough. The mm-hmm. loss to Leeds, you know, it doesn't mean too much because they'll get up for Arsenal at home 100%. Um, oh, yeah, I, I, I still yeah. saw some holes, and they're in fifth place now. They're They're definitely back in it. <laughs> Yeah, they're back in it. Yeah, yeah. Anfield, Anfield is going to be a fortress again. So I completely agree with that. Yeah, that's going to be a tough game for us. And um, I forgot to look up when you guys have them, but I know you guys. But that one's at the Etihad. But Saturday, April first, six thirty in the morning. It's going to be the morning slugfest. Six thirty, seven thirty. Is that there'll be a time change by then? But yeah, yeah, you're right. Either way, that'll be um, that'll be a that'll be a good game. Don't you hate playing those big six games at fucking seven thirty a.m.? That's the worst there's, fucking shit ever. There's no respect to the league. There's no this league. I, Why is that you know, so early? It's the American in us, I think, because the NFL and the MLB. All of the main leagues here pretty much have the, I don't know, the wherewithal to see what a fucking good game is and put it in a primetime slot. I don't know. I thought viewers and the amount of fans that watch this is kind of important. And yeah, I think that's the American us to do that. I think they try to care about fair fixtures and breakdowns on like, I don't know. This is me just guessing. I wouldn't put it past the Premier League to not even have it just randomized. But like how many people play the noon game, you know, or the new time slot, regardless of location. Like, I mean, I don't, I I wouldn't know, but it's pretty fucking stupid to think you're okay with having Liverpool city, um, as a noon game. (laughs) It's just dumb. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of big six games at seven thirty. Oh. It's actually been embarrassing. It's a Saturday. Was it, wasn't it's one of the man, one of the wasn't one of the Manchester derbies a noon game as well? I think the yeah. second one was it. Yeah, I think it was a noon game. That was yeah, Arsenal yeah. Chelsea, another rivalry game at noon. I don't understand those big games in the noon time slot. I don't, and it's it's it. The quality of the football also suffers. You know, it's not it's Agreed. not as good as the game. You know, the quality yeah. goes down. So that'll be a tough game. I, I think we play them the literally the week after you guys. So, um, so you could say that hey, that's even tougher on Liverpool because they got to play Manchester and and Arsenal back to back. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll we'll get there when we get there, but. Any any last words? Uh, yeah, I think Liverpool can definitely sneak in um, for sure. Newcastle, we'll talk about that game next. Looking yeah. looking like they've hit a wall completely. Um, Tottenham, <laughs> embarrassing, <laughs> embarrassing once again. Uh, inconsistent as always. So and then Man United. I mean, come on, seven zero. You get slapped seven yeah. zero. Questions are going to be asked. Are you really ready for this top four run? That's that's a question, yeah. legitimately. Uh, title title race, no. You're 14 points behind Arsenal, Man United. So try to get yeah. that fourth spot. Focus on that because the title's done for you, idiots. And and to be considerate to the naysayers and the United fans that listen, O'Leary, I'm looking at you. If you fucks can't bitch. If you look at what we gave. I predicted a four to three game for for Liverpool to win. Oh shit! And you well, you, got, the, you got the goals right. There was seven goals, <laughs> <laughs> and it was two to two, a draw. You so both of us predicted a pretty good fucking game. Both of us thought that this was going to be some sort of actual juggernaut matchup. Mm-hmm. Liverpool re- bringing back some of the past and trying to have a resurgence. United showing that they've had a good run, and but they can do it against a top team. You know, you having a two-two draw. I mean that. It's yeah. it's this is not me just as a city fan saying you should be ashamed and look internally right now, but anyone who gets seven on their head and put up a goose egg, nah, man, you got to look internally and maybe kind of wonder the solidified spots that you thought you had. Are they solidified? Like we're not talking mm-hmm. about any player on that roster that I like. Like who who on there? Um, uh, shit, and I I. Who on your roster, other than maybe? See, I don't even know. I don't. Who who get who has like goat status on your roster? Like for me, it's Kevin De Bruyne. Like if if he had a horrible game tomorrow, I know that at the end of the year, Kevin's still gonna have double digit assists. Like that's not a worry. Like in fact, I think he already has that. So like, like, who, no one's on that for United for me. They don't have one guy on that roster that I can say. You know what? Now, if he has a bad game, like 7-0, 7-0. Like, I don't know if we're going to see Rashford go on another slump again. I don't know that. Yeah. Do you? We, we, that's that's the up and down of Marcus Rashford. Yeah, he's had a great year. But th- what we're seeing today is the reason why the Jaden Sancho's, and you alluded to this, kind of with the whole notion that they have to go back and rethink things. Like, any team yeah. who gets slapped 7-0, you don't have – you don't have that championship pedigree that says, all right, players only meeting, everyone get out, shut the fuck up, air our grievances, get it out, let's move. They don't have that 
type of style. In fact, your captain was part of the fucking problem, which, by the way, we should also note that their famous fan, Goldbridge over there, would actually claim that he wasn't asking off the pitch. I'm, I don't, I, he just legit tried to say that's just uh, skewed. I don't want to hear anything from that idiot. Yeah, he says it's narrative that's coming out from all these folks lately, and people are running with it. But Bruno never asked to come off that pitch. Or well, I Doesn't saw want him to talk flop. about the shoving of the ref. I saw him shove a ref. I saw him flop when he was hitting the chest barely that he got punched in the face. I saw a lot of ridiculous things. So, uh, so if you take that away, there's still five ridiculous things that he did on the pitch that showed that he quit on his team. Um, so. You're, you're, you're nitpicking there, Mr. Goldbridge. But, you know, I think what you should do is push your chair in and go stand behind it in tears again because I really enjoyed that over the weekend. Um, yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> let's move on. We had some other good games this weekend. Um, it's only right to start with your game, uh, Newcastle 2-0. Um, I disagree. I disagree. We got, we got to go to the best game of the week, specifically because Adama Traore, one to zero. Which one was it? Okay, no, we're, not, we're going to your boys. We're going to your boys. I need to hear a contract uh, details on Reese Nelson. I need an Lifetime update. Lifetime contract, uh, million pounds a week. Easy there, <laughs> easy there. All right, got to make the contract that, we'll worthy enough that will get a swap for Neymar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Neymar can help us. He's out for the season. But if you want to do it, we'll do it. Uh, Arsenal 3, Bournemouth 2. Yes. Crazy, crazy, craziness at the Emirates Saturday. Lost my voice. Lost lost my head. Crazy, crazy game. Literally scored a goal in eight, nine seconds, I think it was, Bournemouth, which was shocking. Couldn't believe it. Just turned on the game, and we're already down one nothing. I figured, that's all right. We got 90 minutes to win this. No big deal. Couldn't get the goal in the first half. Um, Trossard came off in the 18th minute. Another bad mm-hmm. sign. I'm like, here we go. The Arsenal injuries starting to pile up. Update on him. It looks like it's not a serious injury. Looks okay. like he'll be out two weeks, which is okay. Uh, we'll need him for Europa. Might not have him, but I think we can beat Sporting without him. But he'll be back after the international break. Also, Jesus should be. So Smith Rowe comes in. Um, he was okay. He didn't look match fit to me. And um, that was shown because he was yanked off at the 70th minute. And then first half, 1-0. I'm like, oh, this isn't looking good. We're having trouble yeah. breaking down the low block again. Uh, I'm worried. Not good. Did and then the second you, goal goes feel- did you did you feel that in that first half that a second could have come that one nothing yeah, was scored a second yeah they should have they had two I didn't know that for sure. very good chances two very good chances Ramsdale made an incredible save on one the other one the the attacker just fucked it for Bournemouth um, oh. and then the second goal comes in the second half and now we have thirty minutes to score three goals um. Dropping points at home in Burnmouth is a, would have been a death sentence for the uh, the title run. You just can't do that. We have a lot of tough games still to go. So that's one you can't give away points. First goal goes in, Partey. Um, 
Nice assist from Smith Rowe. Good to see him put up an assist. That's mm-hmm. uh, already one more assist than uh, Anthony at Manchester United. You know, all he did was have to play 20 minutes to get that. So, no big deal. Second goal comes in. Reese Nelson in for Smith Rowe. Before you get to the second goal, it is duly noted that it was at this point, it was at this point right here that you texted a I thought we were draw a draw isn't good enough. We need a win. Yes, we do. We do need so can't draw points to Burnmouth at home. It's just can't something that can't happen. Yeah. So, yeah, Reese Nelson comes in for Smith Rowe. He was limping a little. I thought, oh, God, now Smith Rowe's hurt again. It's just one of those days where things weren't going for us. But uh, he just wasn't ready for 70 minutes or whatnot. So Arteta makes the, ch- the switch. Reese Nelson in, um, which I was like, okay, I kind of forgot about him. He had that great game against Nottingham Forest. We had a brace and an assist. Uh, we won that game 5-0 over the World Cup break. Reese got hurt, and I think he just came back like three weeks ago, uh, but wasn't on the bench in the last two games. So with Enketia out today, Reese makes the bench, and on comes Reese Nelson. And right away, gets a nice, nice assist. Ben White, first goal. Absolutely loved it. Glad to see Ben White score because Ben White didn't start this game, but he was great when he came on in the second half. Him, Partey, Reese Nelson really, really changed things up. That was the, the key to the game. And I'm happy. Arteta's actually making decisive subs lately, which I really, really yeah. love because it's been a criticism from me. Um, it's been a criticism from you, from the guy he learned from, Pep. So <laughs> I'm really glad to see that. 2-2. And then we get to the 90th, and I'm like, it's just not going to happen for us. It's just not. Six minutes added on. Felt like it should have been more. Bournemouth were time-wasting the whole time. Neto was shameful. And we have to say, too, there was about five penalty VAR reviews, and Arsenal went 0 for 5, uh, which is a shocking, shocking number. Uh, I thought at least two of them were clear penalties. There was a guy who bumped the ball off his arm onto the goalpost. Takiero Tamiyasu was wiped out in, in the box. Nothing. Uh, and then there was another handball with a guy who missed the header and it hit his arm. I've seen that given a million times. Somehow we go 0 for 5. Absolutely shocking. So <clears throat> six minutes, we get a couple shots off. Nothing clear cut, though. And then is the ref going to let it go? In the 91st minute, a Burnmouth player randomly goes down. So now it's to the point in the game where it's annoying because <clears> – <throat> There should at least be stoppage for stoppage time, I think, because you see this a lot where 91st minute, Burnmouth, oh, this guy has a random injury. How did that happen? He was just standing still, and now he's acting like he blew out his knee. So he sits down for about a minute. 96th minute, we get a corner. Uh, We get a chance, and Chenko misses it, and we get another corner. Ref lets it play. Boom, ricochet out to Reese Nelson. He's in the perfect spot, gets the ball, weak foot finish, corner, and the Emirates erupts. Uh, I erupted in my, my house, and it was it was amazing. What a fucking finish. An incredible 22-minute cameo from Reese Nelson. I mean, yeah. people are just going to remember the finish, but he was he made every right decision in that last 
last 22 minutes. He was really, really great. And it's one of those things that if we win the title this year, Reese Nelson is an Arsenal legend, kind of like David Tyree for the Giants. One catch is all it took. I mean, really, if if they win the title, this game is going to be a classic, and Reese Nelson will be an Arsenal legend. I mean, just an incredible, incredible finish. It was awesome. What was your perspective from a City fan? So you were probably I thinking, this is great. We just beat Newcastle, and they're going to get drop points to Burnmouth. Yeah. So, and and I I did not watch a minute of that game until the very end because I did not want to fucking jinx it. I was like, oh my god, this is it. This is happening. Um, they scored. They went up two 0 I turned it on. Told my wife I was turning it on. Two one immediately happened. Shut it off. Went, went went back and I was just like, oh no, done. Open up the can of worms. Ended up being what it is. Completely superstitious. I'm so fucking superstitious in my household. And uh, yeah, so I feel like uh, I, part of that was on me because I try to take a look. Um, Thank you, sir. But lifetime contract for you as well. <laughs> yeah, I I I'd love those wages. I'll take it. Uh, so I I'm 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 perplexed. I win deserved. Okay, let me make sure I start off by saying that. Win deserved. But I am so perplexed as someone who's been noting all year the championship DNA. You've had a multitude of examples in that before the World Cup showing championship DNA. The result wasn't expected or wasn't not expected for me. After they tied it, I'm like, yeah, it's a wrap. It's done. Even when the first one, I was like, yeah, this is going to happen. No question. They've shown it all year. Why would I expect any different? But what I have a problem with, I guess, is now everyone in the world sees that game and now wants to talk about the DNA when I think we've had better examples. And I'm basing that solely off the fact that this was fucking Bournemouth, guys. I'm sorry, but this is coming from a guy with a title mentality. I've done it four out of the last five, and to be honest with you, I'm not moved by beating Bournemouth on a game winner when it should have never gotten to that point. And those expectations should have been a city, by the way, even even with a Newcastle. I would even say with a Newcastle. If we were to do it like that, they'd say, great game, all that, I'm sure. But what they would really say is, I don't know, why did he even get there with City? I mean, they're, look at the XG. They probably could have had so much more than that. Like, it's it's. Bournemouth. Let's take a look at what they've done so far this year, okay? Last in the fucking table. They got slapped by City 4-0. They got slapped by Arsenal 3-0. They got slapped by Liverpool 9-0. 9-0. They fucking got bodied. They drew against Brentford. They had a close one with Leicester. They went on a four-game losing streak from the end of October to the beginning of November. They did manage to get a couple wins against Everton. But then right after that, they went on a six-game losing streak. This team is not good, not consistent. And quite frankly, I'm just not going to put championship title caliber result to a team like Bournemouth. That happens against City. (laughs) 
I will be did someone pack him the trophy and send it to London right now and give him the tracking number. Like it's it's done. You do that against Liverpool at Anfield, shh, done. I mean it's it's go cakewalk. I mean that's impressive. It's just Bournemouth for me is the one thing that I'm just like, can we look at those rodents? They haven't been able to do. Also, mind you, this is the, this is not new. This is the same club that against Tottenham had a lead and ended up losing three to two. We're two both zero. of us, yeah, yeah. So, so both of us have seen or had hopes for Bournemouth to do it right. I and I go back to the mindset of these smaller clubs, and I I, I think it's important to note what. Uh, uh, Fenway Sports Group just recently put out with the cap goals and the desires because a Bournemouth, mm-hmm. a little club like Bournemouth gets to stay a little club like Bournemouth because uh, if if it were up to Liverpool, they, they tell you it's all about the little, it's all about stopping or, you know, fair and balance. We want fair and everything like that, where if you do it that way, Bournemouth would be even worse than what they are now um, because they wouldn't be able to spend shit. But it's... You are a small club. You have 38 games in a year to capture every point you get from those that we know you should not be beating. And when you get opportunities like that, it is your job to finish. It is your absolute job to finish. You go into the Emirates or wherever the fucking game is and you try your hardest to play the game and you lose 4-0 off the jump. Listen, you the tactics, whatever it was from the beginning, we'll figure it out. But when you do get the fucking lead, that is when there's expectations. Shame on you. Shame for your little selves. You could have brought glory back to fucking Bournemouth and to one side of Manchester. But fuck it. I mean, it's deserved. It's not like I'm thankful that it didn't come off of like a pen, like a VAR check, a pen. Imagine if you would have gone one for six and you got it. You would be saying, you would be saying, though, that, you know, fair, fair enough, right? All the other ones that you missed, we deserve to get that one. Haters of it would say, oh, it's rigged. They're fair. You know, you, they screwed yeah, you. saying that. But, but that's, that's the thing. Like, I've seen it already on Twitter. They're doing a countdown, like, where they're tallying all the times that they're making it up for Arsenal to make up for the fact that you pretty much had a ref and the Premier League tell you, yeah, we cost you three points. Like without telling you, you they cost you they cost you three points. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But Bournemouth, shame on you. I think this story is really boring. I mean, I, the championship DNA has been there. You're not convincing me of shit. I've been seeing it. So fuck all that, all, all that new talk. If you're just seeing it now, you're a bandwagon jumper. It makes no sense if you've not been paying attention to the league. Arsenal have the fortitude. They have everything that they need to win the fucking league. Beating. Bournemouth at a game at the at the end should not convince anyone of anything who's been seeing the fucking games. Like, keep what are your eyes telling you? Your eyes are telling you that Arsenal are that damn good. I'd love to see Chelsea and Arsenal swap in the Champions League. You'd put four on Dortmund's head and you'd be off to the next round. Like, it's a joke to me. So, yeah, yeah, I get your point, but I think. It's the Premier League. This shit happens. I mean, week 38 last year, you guys were down 2-0 to Aston Villa in the 75th minute, you know. So this kind of shit happens. It does, you know. Um, Villa was terrible last year. Steven Gerrard's Villa and 2-0, and it's like, oh, God, Liverpool's really going to 
really be in line for this quadruple. And then, boom, three goals in the matter of six minutes from Man City. You know, yeah. and that was at home as well. So these things happen in the Premier League. Um, <clears throat> from Arsenal fans, we just want to finish the job. But there, there is a certain thing from Arsenal fans that is actually really pissing me off. Um, some certain Arsenal YouTubers and stuff, and they keep moving the goalposts and on Arteta to the point where if we don't win the league, you're going to hear from these certain YouTube personalities, Curtis Shaw, Lee Gunner, Dan Potts, these kind of guys. Um, I'll call them out by name. Well, they keep moving the fucking goalpost. They did it last year. And to be fair, it was a bottling because we had game in hands. We had, we dropped 15 points in like the last two months. That's just not acceptable. But now it's, now it's to the point where all these people said, basically the ceiling for us was fourth place, right? Coming into the season. That was most people. You had us a little higher. You're the exception. But most people said Arsenal will get top four this year. That was the, that was the ceiling. Nobody in their right mind said, uh, what is it, March 7th, Arsenal will be five points ahead of City in first place. Nobody in their right mind said that. And I see this thing from a lot of Arsenal YouTubers, not so much AFTV, but more specifically the, the side channels that I called out where it's like, oh, you know, I'll give Arteta his props if he finishes the job and wins the league. The goalpost constantly gets fucking moved for Arteta. Yeah. Constantly. Let's keep in perspective, and I, I really appreciate Jamie Carragher because he's one of the people that actually gives Arsenal props, unlike Gary Neville and, and all these fucking clowns, Roy Keane. But Carragher said, in, during the World Cup break, Arsenal was five points ahead of Man City. They lost Jesus. Everybody thought this is where they're going to slip. They haven't had Jesus for three months, and they're still five points ahead of City. Yeah. You have to give credit now. We don't need to see him finish the job. We all want it. We're all starved for a title. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just get beat by the better team, and we could be sitting there in second place at the end. Man City could have just been better in the last 13 weeks. He deserves the props now. We're yeah. seeing him evolve as a manager before our eyes. Like I said, decisive subs that change the game. Smith Rowe struggling with fitness. Reese Nelson, you're on. I trust you. Boom. Goal and assist. One of the best goals in the Emirates era, period, from anybody to win the game. And we have to give him his props now. We can't keep moving the goalposts. I think that's fucking weak. I really do. Oh, now he's got to win the title. And then next year it's going to be, oh, he's got to win the champion. You know, it keeps being moved. He deserves his props now. What he's done deserves massive props. He wasn't handed $250 million in his first window. It was a mm-hmm. slow build. And mm-hmm. and if you would have said, hey, in three years, Arteta is going to be in first place on March 8th, five points ahead of City, everybody would have taken that. And now Thanks. this is our reality. So let's give the guy his flowers now. Absolutely. And and to, to kind of reinforce that, if you look at the kind of his um, – uh, colleagues, his contemporaries, you know, for being the younger, the younger managers, Xavi's getting it together, 10 points clear in La Liga, you know, not doing much in, in other things, but in getting knocked out Europa, but that that's, that's a celebration for, for Barcelona and everything in La Liga. Winning La Liga is a huge deal. That's like yeah. big for them. Um, so if they can do that and maintain that, that's even better. But I think Miguel for his contemporaries and his age group, he's doing well above and beyond and ahead of the curve 
Um, it's just going back to that, keeping the rationale mind and not getting too high or too low on the circumstances and, and separation and, and, and like kind of understanding things, isolating an incident, understanding that like Miguel chose the job for a reason. He could have easily stayed the assistant and wait for a Madrid or a Barcelona and kept up getting them more hype and then moving on. As I get breaking news that Jalen Brown is out, for, or Jalen Brunson is out for tonight. Um, oh, will not be playing against the Hornets. Yeah, um, he did travel with the team. Um, will travel with the team though. Uh, anyway, yeah. So I, the playoffs. yeah, for sure. On this West Coast trip, he's coming though, so he could be playing a little, a few minutes. Knowing Tibbs, he's going to play fucking thirty-eight. Um, Fifty-four, like uh, quickly the other night. Was it fifty-five? It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it was, I was when I saw forty plus minutes, I was like, "What in the fuck are we doing here?" This guy's. Although, I mean, a, that 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 was the night to do it. Fuck it, let that guy yeah, play. Um, yeah. So I, I think I think Miguel and is just fine. He's in a situation where he sh- he should be backed. He's shown enough, um, and he's he's been given the the graces of Pep to be given time. I mean. That guy, Miguel, I really do think can win everything that you want at that club. As long as you spend right, keep some of the core players, and develop an academy more, I really do think Arsenal are that next wave of... I see the Arsenal United, Liverpools, and Cities. I think us four, with the managers... I mean, it really depends on if if Pool put it together and end well, Klopp continues, and I think that's yeah. kind of the important thing with Pep, uh, Miguel, and and Ten Hag. I think those three are going to be really going at it for the next few years. Yeah, and you know we are getting the academy together. We have some really promising players, and Reese Nelson, academy player, Kyle Saka, academy player, Eddie Nketiah, academy player. So. Our, our academy's looking good. There's some really good players coming up. Kozer Dewsbury, um, he he looks like an exciting winger. Charlie Patino on loan at Blackburn having a great season. So, yeah, the academy's coming together. Everything's coming together. But I just had to call that out. I think it's I think it's just so fucking weak. These people who have been screaming Arteta out just can't hold their hands up. They just can't. They always got to move the goalposts and set another target and set another target. Um, so we have to give props. It's, it's been impressive. And yeah, Reese Nelson, he's going to get a new contract after that. And like I said, you can't say he doesn't deserve it because, you know, people will just focus on that goal. It was a sick fucking finish, but he did everything right coming off, coming on, coming onto the pitch, everything. He was taking on his defenders. He was making the right passes. He was doing everything right. So, you know, sometimes it takes players to, to blossom, at a different pace. Reese Nelson was the guy in our academy the whole time. He was thought to be a bigger prospect than Jaden Sancho, than Saka. So, you know, he's had a lot of injuries. You know, I would like to keep him. And, you know, if we can't find a spot for him, we keep him and maybe we sell him on. But I think we're going to need him. I mean, he might have the most memorable goal of the season, most memorable goal of the decade if, if we win the title. So, I think we do need to keep him. I think he'll be essential to Europa League and, you know, finishing out this this potential title run. So, yeah, I, I'm just really excited for him. It's it's great to see academy kids, you know, 
kind of go through the the ringer, the ups and downs, and have a moment like that. Like I said, that's a that's a moment. Even if we don't win the title, I'll remember that that game for the rest of my life. That was special, special, special. Yeah, for sure. Always feels better when the academy players up and doing it. That's that says says something completely different. You just feel for those players are just a little bit more. You like to see them come up and do well. Let's end with this stat. In 90 minutes, Reese Nelson has more goals than Anthony and Richarlison in the Premier League in 90 minutes of Premier League play. Shameful. I think that's a good stat. Let's, let's end with that one. <laughs> and uh, let's pivot to uh, said team of Richarlison, the pigeon. One. <laughs> Wolves at Molyneux. One. Tottenham. Zero. I, actually... Yeah, let's let's do that. We'll get back to Man City in a second. We already pivoted. Let's keep the pivot. Um, yeah. But yeah, just I, I didn't watch too much of this. I was very focused on the Arsenal game at the same time. Um, but yeah, what can you say? Um, another another disaster class. Another yeah. terrible performance. Zero goals, and you know, like I said, things are looking good for Liverpool when you got Tottenham bottling it week in and week out. When you got yep. Newcastle hitting a wall and they seem like they're in a real rut still only have one win in the premier league this year. Um, and yeah, Tottenham, they, they just, they, they're Tottenham. What, what can you say? What can exactly you fucking right. say? They are Tottenham. Their season is pretty much done. Top four is the only thing they have. And that's looking yeah. in jeopardy. It really is. I don't, I don't see how this team bounces back. I don't see how this team, can go one they are so sporadic and insane it really is it's starting to come off the hinges a little bit it's starting to really show itself um as Conte comes back uh to to full time he's back next Um, game right yeah i think so which which i find funny about is the notion that uh he went back to italy to seek more just a little bit more enhanced treatment there for a little while uh in doing so rumors circulated about going back to inner or Juventus. I mean, the guy, <laughs> it was never a match. Daniel Levy has now, uh, what did he do by booking Beyonce? Um, yeah. Beyonce FC. That's, that's Beyonce FC. Yeah. They have to be, she owns that stadium. Yep. Um, that's all they have to look forward to her performance. there. whiz kids going there. F one F one is going to there. Everything to look forward to, but Tottenham. Isn't that kind of funny? <laughs> so if you Google Beyonce Tottenham, and I'm not even making this up, if you Google Beyonce Tottenham, you will come to the first ESPN article that says Tottenham breach license to host extra Beyonce concert. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> this man is an absolute scandal. He is. Uh, who's the Washington owner? Uh, um, he's Snyder. The Redskins, he's, Snyder. Yeah, he's Dan Snyder without uh, the scandal. He just doesn't give a shit about the product, just wants to be an owner and look at me and, and just say he has a team and come get all the benefits that come with owning a team. And to do a state, I mean – he cares more about that stadium than the fucking club, man. You can't yeah. tell me he doesn't. Like oh, it's shameful. Sure. This man oh, would sure. rather he would rather host a Super Bowl than ever, 
ever care about winning the Champions League. And I don't know what kind of business that is. It's maybe it is focused more on what the money is, but I mean, fuck that guy. I couldn't be me. Couldn't be my team, my club. I couldn't support any of that. I would get out of it in a fucking heartbeat because you don't give a shit. No. That guy, it's shameful that we even talk about this team when it comes to these types of defeats. It's just like, well, you got your ass kicked, uh, blame Daniel Levy, and get a new owner, and whatever. I mean, Conte out, right? I'm sure you can just say Conte out and keep it oh, moving. they're saying that. They are saying that. It was it was trending. I think I sent it to you. It was trending on Twitter. Yeah. But it, it is what it is, man. It, it's There's not much really to talk about here. Expect inconsistent results from Tottenham. I'm sure they'll win this weekend 3-1 or 3-0. And then, you know, they'll have another game in a week where they lose 2-0 to a team they shouldn't be losing to. And this is just the, the, the never-ending roller coaster of the Tottenham Hotspur. And I'm enjoying it. Tottenham, Tottenham fans are so salty. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Laura Woods talk sport uh, video where she absolutely roasted that bitter Tottenham fan because he was saying that the league is rigged for Arsenal. They want Arsenal to win because they gave him an extra 59 seconds. Didn't bring up the time-wasting from Burnmouth at all. And then she absolutely cooked them. How's your club doing? How, how you guys doing? You lost that one nothing to Wolves. That guy was a bitter prick. That guy, that guy. And and I feel like sometimes, I'm sure it's not scripted, but that guy sounded so skewed and biased. I was like, how does this man, there, there's no way a guy like that really exists. Like, he really can look at that club and back that. Like, really try to sit there. Well, even, not even that. Your hatred for Arsenal can be so dumb and so blinding that you're going to say some of the most dumb shit. Yep. Like, you, you're you not even looking at your own club. I don't know, yeah, man. Focus. I don't understand how people can really say shit like that. Focus on what's going on in your own house, my friend. Seriously, because it's embarrassing. Yeah. They're embarrassing you. They're turning your arena from a from a from a – fucking uh football stadium into a fucking concert event yeah, so it's a, club. It's, it's a nightclub at this point so mm-hmm. you know it's nightclub fc and yeah one zero wolves adama triori getting the the nice finish is also hilarious considering <laughs> the man never fucking finishes anything nope. um but yeah one zero loss very very good let's pivot back to man city newcastle um, good 2-0 win for you guys. You were happy with that. Uh, Foden, you wanted Foden to score. Foden scores. You wanted a clean sheet. You got a clean sheet. Um, it, it was from my perspective, it was a good win by City and um, Newcastle. What's going, what's going on with them, man? But let's talk ifs about your buts. City team first. Ifs and buts when it came to Newcastle. If they would have finished, but they didn't. I mean, they had some opportunities, some good little crosses in, um, and not to nothing, to nothing. Ruben Diaz, I mean, my lord, dude, gosh, I'm in love with what I'm seeing with Father Ruben again. I feel like that's gonna leave Father. him. Oh, dude, he's he's been incredible. Um, I I I loved everything that I saw. Uh, Bernardo comes on and changes it. Kevin De Bruyne. Um, not miles off of it, but he was off of it. He he was not finishing. A couple of the passes weren't clean and crisp. Yeah. Um, you know, sailing a couple shots. Definitely a good smart uh, uh, substitution. But Nautilus comes in, and it's very interesting for me how we have these controlling players like Grealish on the wing, Mares on the wing, 
And the moment we adapt and bring in an attacking, more offensive, uh, up, you know, more aggressive type player in the front, like a Foden, yeah, things open up and clear up a little bit for us. So I'm going to be very interested to see if, you know, like, I think Riyad Mahrez is not going to start again until the Champions League game next weekend. I mean, I think I forgot with us, you guys had that. That's next yeah, week, you mean, right? Next week. Yeah, next yeah. week. Yeah, he's going to miss the Crystal Palace game. I don't think he's going to start. I think we're going to continue to go with Foden, um, Holland, and Jack. I really do think it's working well. Um, Gundogan or Kevin, you know, Bernardo will be in there. We're going to probably see Rico Lewis this weekend. Um, but with 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 Newcastle and, and how they approached it, they really pressed us hard. Like, they really didn't give a shit and really, like, I cannot sit here and tell you that Newcastle didn't go for it. Like, a credit to Eddie Howe for coming to the Etihad and still thinking that he was going to go ahead and be able to put up, you know, X amount. Like, he really, they went after it. I know you had some comments about the the lineup. Uh, Isik not starting. Um, the lineup Callum, was shambles for me. Yeah, I thought it was pretty strong. Callum Wilson got a good uh, shot or uh, opportunity um, in that the first was half. A hell of a, a hell of a whiff by him. Yeah, yeah, he had a good opportunity, and again, ifs and buts. So, yeah. uh, I think I think um, with John Stones coming back with. Laporte eventually getting his time a little bit. Uh, we're going to Kyle Walker got integrated with Champions League the week before. Uh, this is showing signs of the city that I like, the city that attacks. We we put the throttle down. Now we're completely different from the Leroy Sané, Raheem Sterling, Gabriel Jesus days, but um, we're we're still at a point where I think. We can improve, and we're still we still haven't played our best ball. But I love the clean sheet. I needed to see that because that's what's going to require um, some 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 titles. I mean, who would have thought going into the weekend that if you would have just said City or Newcastle, Arsenal, Bournemouth, which one is going to be more difficult for City or Arsenal? Like you would have been like, oh well, I mean, clearly City. Like the yeah. fact that, so like like you said, maybe it's a good point. It's the Premier League. We'll see how it pans out. Um, I'm very, very, very confident about Leipzig right now. I know Crystal yeah. Palace. We'll talk about that and preview that later this it's week. At home but too. Yeah, I'm I'm very very confident in going getting you know proceeding with that next round. Um, I thought the upset was going to come today from Dortmund, but they they fucked Man, off. It's fucking awful. That was, yeah, that was embarrassing. I heard. I'll watch the first half highlights later. But yeah, overall, good for City. Um, we need these types of win games. I want to end on saying this for City right now. I would rather be playing top six contenders, minus Liverpool. I would rather be playing top six contenders right now to keep our butt cheeks clenched for Champions League games because we need to be able to have those moments. So right now, I am perfectly okay with having a tough schedule. And also, the other thing is, it's because of the, the way people are going to play you in attacking. The more you get used to defensively having to deal with an attacking side, the better you're off you're going to be. You're gonna, you've are gonna you seen some of the moves. You've seen some of the creativity. We have to fucking play Crystal Palace on Sunday or Saturday at 11.30. You know the fucking type of low block shit we're going to fucking see? DeCorey's got a red card. He's not playing. My boy Vieira, please do us a favor. <laughs> I can see the Sandy Laconga. Fucking goal. 
imagine. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll see. Um, two questions, and I need a percentage on both of these questions. Percentage of confidence in winning the Premier League. What percent are you at right now? Oh, I'm clearly at an 85%. 85. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Percentage of confidence in winning the Champions League. Oh, shit. <laughs> probably. 35? No, more than that. Oh, uh, more? Okay. Yeah, I'm actually probably at about 40. 40? Yeah. Okay. I feel good. I, feel, I I know I give Arsenal the credit, of the, the benefit of the doubt. I They have shown more this season. They should, like right now, if the season ended today, I feel like Arsenal deserve it, regardless of points, regardless of goal differential. Like if you never saw the points in the goal differential, just look at how Arsenal have played. They deserve it. Like the eye test is a real thing if you know ball. Arsenal, since day one, have just shown to me they look like they've been the most consistent, most clean, best attacking, and just putting that throttle on people. Um, but this is why there's 12 games left. And mm-hmm. this is why I know or 13. There you go. I, I feel like we haven't played our best ball. You have thrown every shot. We've also, there's a, there's a game against you. That's the thing to where mm-hmm. I feel the most confident about that. We, we go to that game and it's still five points that changes it. There's a drop in points going into it. And that could decide us tying you or going one point up. Oh my Lord. I'm licking my chops. I just I feel like this is the first season in a long time and maybe we get burned this way. All of the other title contenders, all the other titles that we've won, the contenders were formidable up to the caliber. They've been consistently playing big. It's almost a rivalry with those teams. So to think when they drop points, it's like, holy shit, that's huge. Like, damn. There's no way you expected that. They're going to be on it. We got to stay on it. This is a first year, and it's no disrespect to Arsenal, but you haven't shown me and you haven't been consistently up up where we've been for the last four to five years to where I can truly say you guys are going to keep this this rhythm. I'm banking on the fact that you haven't done it before, and that's going to mentally get get to you, at least to get a draw or a loss somewhere. There is 12 games. Sorry. It was 13 last week. It, so, yeah, you guys have seven goal differential above us, which I'm, I'm happy we're keeping pace with that because that goal differential shows. But what's hilarious to me is Man United have a goal differential of plus six. Yeah. Imposters. That's, a, that's an imposter right there. It considering, says a lot. Considering Liverpool, who have been shit all season, have a goal differential of plus 19. And Newcastle, who can't fucking score on an empty net at this point, have a goal differential of 18. But, yeah, uh, good win for City. Uh, they're starting to really hit form. Uh, I expect them to go go through that RB Leipzig game next week very easily. Crystal Palace, we'll see. I'm praying that Vieira does us a favor. Gooner for life, like I said. Um, good. We'll talk about that later in the in the week. Um, but yeah, Newcastle, I, I just didn't understand Callum Wilson's been way out of form. He's been terrible the, the past month. Isaks looked, looked good. He looked good when he came on, right? When he came on, he created a couple chances and yeah. St. Maximum being benched for Anthony Gordon. Eddie, how the fuck are you still <laughs> lingering around the top six? I, I thought that was a terrible lineup. I just, 
I didn't understand what the tactics were because I expected them to be shit house, and they were pretty open that whole game. They were they were kind of attacking more than I expected. But yeah. if you're going to attack, why not put two of your best attackers on the pitch to start the game? St. Maximum and Isak. You know, Callum Wilson's decent, but he hasn't been playing decent. He's been out of form. Isak, the last couple games I've seen him, he's been he's been on point, and he came on and he made a difference. No goals were scored, but he looked lively. He was causing problems for sure. So I didn't understand the the lineup there, and I think all this is catching up to Newcastle. And um, yeah, I think it is. And at this point, they should just try to be hanging on to top six because I think top four is just. I think it's out of their reach. You can't you can't go almost three months now with one Premier League win. <laughs> you just can't yeah. do that. That's bad. No, no. And this is you gotta wonder, Newcastle. You gotta be wondering what see this, this, and I think it's fair to say this to a Newcastle fan. Why did we not spend money again? Yeah. Why? Anthony Gordon was your big signing in January. That doesn't Why? make sense. We have started strong and we're making a push. Explain to me, and maybe, again, I don't know message boards. I don't know Newcastle. I can't speak intelligently what they do. I don't know nothing. But maybe they're being cautious because they know they can't spend right now because of the fact that the situation isn't necessarily as clear water as it needs to be. I mean, it... I don't know. I know also, <laughs> since we're on the conversation, oh, uh, Liverpool, he didn't escape this conversation, bud. FSG, I baby. Got words for you, Liverpool. We'll talk about the salary cap and the thing afterwards. I think we should probably get to some of these games. Did you know that the main sponsor of on the sidelines is 188bet.com for Liverpool. I think I've seen it. Read. Seen a lot. The CEO of 188bet on Liver on LinkedIn has one follower and one connection. He Now, look, we're talking about this right now because folks like to do some digging and start to go looking at other places and they looked at City, I'm showing e- equality in how due diligence is done. The CEO, Wintran, is also international sales consultant. He's also the executive of a Bauman Insurance Corporation. He's also uh, a professional for higher education in Vietnam. Um, The guy's got a lot of different things, a lot of different tallies, hands in kind of a lot of different pots. And I know what might come next, Brian. Oh, well, you know, they signed a a contract. They're not the only club that, that gets sponsored by 188Bet. In fact, Bayern Munich do it too. Mm. Are you aware that Bayern Munich are also have changed sponsors to Qatar recently? And they've also doesn't necessarily equate to, oh, well, they're 
because Byron are a big club, that's okay. No big deal. I see something kind of fishy here, and it's important to note. What are you saying? Because you're dancing around it a little bit. Just What I'm saying is I would like to have some understanding as to why certain funds are looked at for City and why they aren't for other clubs like Liverpool. Do you know if they were, though? If they were what? How do you know it wasn't looked at by by the Premier League or whoever, the FA or whoever? Well, I would would imagine that would be at least some sort of notary headline news. I mean, after all, they paid us a million dollars for cracking our recruiting database. We get updates on whether fans were charged or not from a rowdy incident at a club stadium. Um, You know, we, we get updates on other shit specifically with how loud that narrative has come from Liverpool, that they don't, that, that, that would definitely, in my opinion, be brought up. I mean, it's just, I, I the, the, the contradictory comments and biases and mindsets, it's just laughable to me. It's laughable how we can have a moral compass towards City, but we can't even look eternally towards some of the things that were going on. Chinese investments have been looked at a little differently into the Premier League. Just a little bit differently. It's no big deal there. You're trying to connect dots. Is that, and that's what you're doing, right? Saying, oh, look. I mean, it does look like a sketchy sponsor, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about them. But it definitely no, looks no. sketchy. But I'm trying to access the website. I can't because I'm not in the UK. But, I mean... I'll I'll do more investigating. I'll I'll definitely do more <laughs> investigating. Um but we'll see. We'll see. You're trying to connect some dots there. I wish I knew more about it. Um I can comment on it. But it looks sketchy. I'll have an update on the next podcast. I'll I'll do some investigating. See where it is. Maybe contact our customer support. See if I get uh, maybe uh Mohammed Salah on the phone. Maybe he picks up the phone. <laughs> the, the the address is Mohammed Salah's address. We'll see. Maybe it's Sadio Mane's, the Bayern-Liverpool connection. You never know. There it is. There it is. You're on the <laughs> um, there. Yeah, let's breeze through the rest of these results. I really don't yeah. give a fuck about any of these games. Um, West Ham, Aston Villa. Oh, no. Oh, wrong, wrong week. Wrong week. Um, Aston Villa 1, Crystal Palace 0. Palace, another team, just like Newcastle. Uh, no wins. No wins in the Premier League this year. Oh. Newcastle at least have one. Um, but yeah, tough, tough one. Uh, Brighton four, West Ham zero. The David Moyes roller coaster continues. A week after a four zero <laughs> win, they go to Brighton and lose four zero. And oh. West Ham, I think that needs some investigation too, some one eight eight bet investigation, because the persistence <laughs> to keep David Moyes in is is really shocking. I yeah, mean, there have been some terrible, terrible results this year. Four yeah. zero to Brighton is is another one. After, especially after a great win, you think, hey, momentum's a real thing. Look at Chelsea. They get a fucking 1-0 win this weekend, and they go into the Champions League, and they fucking shithouse a 2-0 win in advance to the yeah. quarterfinals. Yeah, momentum yeah, doesn't exist for West Ham. They get a 4-0 win, then they bottle it to Man United during the week, and then they bottle it and get blown out by Brighton. And West Ham's probably saying, thank you, Man United, for that 7-0 loss, because people ignored our 4-0 loss at the end of <laughs> But just shame. Just a shame. Did you watch any of these games? Villa and uh Brighton? I saw I saw highlights of um of Villa and Brighton. I had to 
it's what I found funny about the Brighton situation or the West Ham situation is it was almost like right after the game they announced that he's safe, he's not going yeah, anywhere. I saw it like immediately after. It's 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 confusing yeah. to me. It, yeah. it really is. It's like what I don't know what your aim is here. I don't know. Like, help us understand the plan and the movement. At least that's what I'd be wondering if I'm the West Ham fans. That it's shameful to me because, like I said before, that roster was really. It still is talented. There, there's. There is European competition talent on that roster. I mean, and they made the Europa final last year, so we know that it, for a fact. Yeah. And they added to that team. So Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, de- definitely shameful. Um, the rest of them, man, no. I, I, what, 3-2 to Fulham-Brentford, right? That one I didn't was see that one. Good. I wish I did. I heard it was a great game. But Brentford, yeah. one loss in the Premier League this season at home. Their home form is absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, and a good win for them. We play Fulham this weekend, and I know Paulinho for Fulham, their good DM, is out this weekend. So that's big for Arsenal. Yeah, he's out. Um, I guess that Tottenham fan's probably going to call. And actually, I think he did say that on the call. That Tottenham fan of Laura Woods, he said, oh, look at it. Paulinho's out for for the weekend. He's suspended. Oh, yeah, I'm sure the, the Premier League were like, hey. Get 10 red cards this season, my friend. And make sure your 10th red card comes in the game before Arsenal. Please, please. We're going to pay you, okay? That makes no sense. But but, but back to West Ham, they are one point above the relegation zone. Like, that's what baffles me is they're just one point above it. And it's the persistence that, nope, stay away from David. Stay the fuck away. Stop with the questions. He's Mm -hmm. safe. One point above. That, that's it, shocking. Am, am I fair to say? Am I fair to say that is equivalent to being a team that makes it to the NFC or AFC Championship game one weekend, one year, and then the following year literally are the third or fourth worst team in the league? Like, I, I think what I think the fuck, man? That's horrible. With the salary cap, I think there's a lot more of those crazy jumps up and down in the NFL. But with so this, like you say that we're gonna talk about that. Yeah, but with this, this is just this is shocking because they have they have players on there that you know ballers, eighty pound Declan Rice, uh, you know, An- uh, Antonio's a Premier League proven player. They got uh, Skamaka, which there's a lot of stuff going on with him and his agent. So it's just it's just mind boggling, very yeah. very mind boggling. Um, Chelsea get a 1-0 win against Leeds. Wesley Fafana header and Potter now with two wins in a row because the Champions League game just took place um, today and they advance to the quarterfinals. So, you know, this Champions League is very funny to me because there's a lot of fluky results in here. And it always annoys me that it's like, oh, Arsenal haven't played in the Champions League for seven years. Shame on them. Um, I'm sorry, but some of these teams that advance to the quarterfinals of the Champions League and even the semifinals are just absolute rubbish teams. I'm sorry. Villarreal was in the semis. So we can't just be like, oh, the greatness of your team depends on the Champions League. It, it can't be done like that because – there's some shocking teams that advance very, very far in the Champions League. Fucking Tottenham made a Champions League final. Tottenham. I mean, so I respect the Champions League. I love it. I can't wait to be back there next year. But we can't be, <laughs> just, judging. We can't be just judging everything on the Champions League. And that's become a thing over the years. 
because I'm sorry, hey. that Borussia Dortmund team was absolute garbage. Absolute yeah. garbage. That was a trash fucking performance from them. Yeah. And and it's like, Borussia Dortmund, we would smack them 5-0. Champions League, Europa League, Car- Carabao Cup, or if we're just playing a fucking rec game. That was a trash fucking team. Yeah, I don't disagree. Listen, you're going to get very little fight from a City fan when yeah. any other big six club tries to argue that the Champions League trophy is a little bit overrated and it doesn't always value your entire club. Thank you, Brian, for that out. I love every bit of it. Unfortunately, that's not how it works There's once a way it you works. get consistently up here, bro. Mark my words. I, and I, trust me, I know. I know. You have to win it. I'm just saying. You have to, dog. Not only do you have to win it, let's not even get to the point of winning it. You're going to win the league this year. Let's go down this path. Also, just to add some drama for you, Brentford is our 38th game of the year. Away? Just, oh, oh, I don't know. But, let's look it I up. mean, Cause, it's cause Brentford. That's that, tough. That's tough. That, we cannot let it get to the last fucking game of the year. Away. Bro. Yeah, we're fucked. Yeah, we're Run fucked. Away. Let's look we're at fucked. and then thirty week thirty seven. But can I drive in Tony suspension, motherfucker? <laughs> That'll be funny. <laughs> um so look, Champions League, dude. I don't disagree with what you're saying, but this is the beauty behind the fucking league. Yeah, also listen, it's a great the tournament. Preface, the preface is this is the original fucking money laundering, money washing, sports washing, all the bullshit. This is the original when they started this shit. It was so it was so those top clubs, those hoity toities up there, including you Arsenal clubs, can just stay up there and enjoy it and keep it. It's the original money grab. This yeah, is why sure. we have all of this major corruption. Now, of course, FIFA was corrupt before 1982 when the fucking Champions League started. I'm not saying – or 78, I'm sorry. But I'm just simply saying, yes, you're completely right. Wait until next year because you're yeah. – or not even just next year, just the next couple of years because you're going to be consistently top four now. You have such a great young core. The scoring's all spread out. I mean it's incredible how talented Arsenal are. So anticipate – oh, it's going to be disappointing that Saka doesn't have himself a, a Champions League semifinal by the time he's 25. I mean, what is Saka doing? He needs to leave Arsenal. He's that's a, not a big enough club if he doesn't get to the quarterfinals of the of the Champions League. I mean, come on, what are we doing? Wait for it, bro. They're oh, yeah, gonna no, lose that Champions League shit. I hate it. I hate it so much. But it's just funny to me because we, we could be living in a world tomorrow where Tottenham and Chelsea are in the Champions League quarterfinals. And it's just like okay, I understand the prestige of it, but I slapped them. I played these teams, <laughs> and they ain't good. Yeah. We're, we're much better than both of them. Yeah, You can combine so both true. their rosters combined, and we're still better than them. It's um, so true. It's it just so makes true. me roll my eyes. But yeah. it's the way of the world. You can't get mad how things are. That's just the way things are. But it has to be said. I'm sorry. It's, um, it's, I also have to note that somebody's playing Sporting Lisbon on uh, this upcoming week. Please don't hold that L this week. <laughs> we're going to Portugal. I, I, a draw is fine for me. I get a draw. Get a draw. And I'm I'm not – I don't give a fuck about Europa. It'd be nice to get a European trophy, but focus on the Premier League 100%. We can't I gotta see this players up. injured as well. It's going to be rotation. Yeah. We need to see – we need to, some of these players need to get minutes. 
Tierney needs minutes. That new transfer, Kirior, needs minutes. So I expect to see them. And it should be good enough to get a, a, a win over two legs against Sporting. Like I said, yeah. if we draw at 1-1, I'm okay with that because I know we'll beat yeah, them at the end. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but um, it had to be said. And, yeah, uh, we already covered Brentford. That's that's actually crazy that you guys have them the last. That's a, such a tough game, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, week 38. Mm-hmm. That's really tough. And you know Thomas Frank will have them ready to play spoiler if it does come down to that. Unless um, he gets hired by Chelsea. <laughs> that, that's possible. <laughs> Definitely possible. And you play Chelsea week 37, so you might not be able to avoid Thomas Frank. <laughs> Shit. Fuck. Yeah. Yep. Um, the rest of the games, Nottingham Forest 2, Everton 2. That was actually a good game. I actually watched that whole game right before the uh, touchdown at, at Anfield 7-0. Um, that was a good game. Uh, good point for Everton, I would say. Um, on the road, Nottingham Forest, decent point. And then Southampton, 1-0 win against Leicester. Uh, Leicester, very, very close to the relegation zone as well. Very mm-hmm. close. So they need to start picking up points. And that's it for the week. Um, Champions League games today. Benfica advances. Chelsea advance. And then tomorrow we have two more Champions League games which will be Bayern, right? I think that's at Bayern. I'm pulling it up now. Holy shit. That's too what? See, City are off this week. We got a, got a nice little break in here. We don't have another fixture until Saturday. He literally gave the boys two days off. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, Bayern at home against uh, PSG. First leg, the score was 1-0 Bayern. So Neymar out for the season. Mbappe. Yeah. And Messi got to do it all by themselves tomorrow in Germany. Uh, what do you What do you think about that one? Bayern takes uh, it. Right? I think, dude. I would love for PSG to do it solely because I know we can knock them. I feel better. I feel more confident playing Paris versus playing Bayern. Um, yeah, I think Bayern are gonna just show a little bit more class. Jao Cancelo, I'm watching. You haven't been playing, brother. You left to play. Oh, he, yeah, yeah. We got to talk about that, dude. He's already upset, fuck. right? Yeah, he's bitching already. Hasn't played, and he's doing the pouty thing. Maybe it's just good camera work, but I've seen some of the pictures, dude. And stories don't come out like that for a reason, unless Germany is doing it on purpose to kind of lower the value there towards the end. But yeah, his days are numbered at City. Um, I'm he's very play tomorrow. I do think he plays tomorrow because yeah. I think Byron are going to want to go off a little bit more offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. Th- if he doesn't start, I still think he plays. I think he'll get some minutes tomorrow. Um, I-, I think Byron are going to take it, dude. I really do. Yeah, me too. The fact that it's at Byron for sure. Um, you know, it's another team with Champions League pedigree, something yep. PSG doesn't have, and some of these yep. other teams. So I think I think they'll they'll seal the deal tomorrow. Um, yep. I'm gonna say it's like two one, something like that. They'll win two yeah. one at home. Um, expect a goal from name uh, Mbappe, and then goodbye out of the Champions League again for PSG, <laughs> which will be funny. That'll be yep. definitely funny. And then tomorrow Tottenham at home against AC Milan. Um, AC Milan's another one of these teams that every time I watch them, I'm just really like, yeah. this is a team I'm supposed to be impressed by, by in Italy. Yeah. 
literally not – I've watched a bunch of their games, at least six this year. Mm-hmm. I've not been impressed once. So, like I said, sporadic Tottenham. I would not be surprised if they pull off a win tomorrow in advance to the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't because that's what they do. Yeah, no, I'm going to go the opposite way because I can't stand that whole idea of it. I don't disagree with you. Milan have been that eh all year. My thing about, I think just from a talent perspective, I think if I had to get one of them, one of those two clubs to get a spark plug, and I would just say, all right, let's tighten up cheeks, and now we know it's it's do or die. Who's going to proceed? I give a little bit more edge just because I think there's more of an attacking creativity with Milan. Yeah. I trust the clinical finishing of Kane, no question, compared to Milan. But I just think, yeah, I'm a little now. City fan here, but Brahim Diaz, big fan of his, always have been. Obviously, he wanted to stay and wanted more money. Fuck off. You deserve to go. But I like his creativity. In fact, I got him scoring or assisting at least one goal contribution from him tomorrow. And I got Milan winning it. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go Milan because fuck Tottenham. Yeah, I can see it. You think they'll win, what, like another 1-0 or something like that? I'm going to go 2-1. Yeah. to I'm going to go Harry Kane scoring. Yeah, I think that'll happen. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll be back on the weekend um just to look at the the weekend Premier League games. Um I think is is this weekend El Clasico as well? Uh let me look. I think yeah. it's actually Well, I'll some of the right highlights now. of the weekend we got um not too many like great great games. Palace Man City's a good one. Fulham at home against Arsenal is going to be another good one. Um that's pretty much it. Nothing nothing too great this weekend. But it's the Premier League. I'm sure, you know, yeah. there'll be a game that we're not expecting to be good turn into another banger. Who knows? You know, maybe Man United versus Southampton will be a good game. Maybe West Ham yeah. versus Villa will be a good game. So we'll be back and uh, we'll look around the league as well because we always like to do that a little bit. I, th- I don't know if it's this weekend, but I know El Clasico is coming up. It's not. It's yeah. not. El Clasico is the 19th. Um, Barcelona has uh, Athletic Club, I think. I'm trying to look up Madrid's schedule now. Madrid um, has Espanol. Um, Barcelona have yeah. Athletic Club. Yeah, nothing crazy in La Liga. What do you think about Madrid? Because this is another team mm. I watch, and they smoked Liverpool at Anfield. But I've, I've watched a lot of their games as well. I, I I'm a big fan of Modric, I'm a big fan of Vinicius. I love Benzema. Uh love yeah. Camavinga. There's a lot of players over there I like watching. Um mm-hmm. but they every time I watch them, besides that smacking at Anfield, they've been really poor this season, in my opinion. There's a lot of games where just this weekend, zero zero. Um, you know, a lot of draws, a lot of losses to weak, weak La Liga teams. So what do you think's going on over there? Same bug that Man City have complacency with players that have wanted and trying to keep the entertainment factor and keep going in a league that they know they've won already. And the person that's ahead of them is, is literally double digits. It's 10 points. Yeah. I mean, I think we're talking about it. Yeah. They, I see they get, Barcelona though, bro. Yeah. That's well, my thing. If they can beat them in El Clasico, that'll be big. Oh yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I was, yes, that is spot on. If come the nineteenth they do a shellacking the Barcelona race is on, you, you got you got 
Yeah, you got to pivot. You got to pivot. I completely agree with you there. But you're talking about Madrid, bro. The Galacticos feel like they can turn it on at any moment. I'm a victim of it. I've seen it firsthand. It's left me in shambles. And I just, uh, honestly, it's probably more, a little bit more credit to the tougher league that we have in the Prem. We don't have that opportunity. Liverpool don't get that that, that luxury because, you know, it's it's in a tougher league, and it's to our benefit because they get bored, and it's more difficult yeah. for Madrid. But yeah, that that's what I would say. What it is with with Real, unfortunately. I mean, good problem to have, I fucking guess, with them doing all the moves that they're doing. So, fuck it. Yeah, definitely, I agree with that. I completely agree. Um, Napoli taking on at Atalantica is probably one of the best games outside of the. Premier League this weekend, but nothing special. Nothing special. So, um, yeah. Always good to see that club, though. If you get a chance to watch Napoli, Napoli and Arsenal for me. If you're just if you're just looking at it from a viewers aesthetically pleasing, don't watch City. Don't watch United. At least not right now. Don't watch Crystal Palace. Don't watch any of these clubs. Don't watch even Par- uh, uh, PSG. Um, they're okay. You really want to watch Arsenal. You really want to watch Napoli. My fucking lord, the ball goes through our plane. It's just next level right they're now. Twenty. They're fifteen points up. That that's Syria's wrapped up pretty much. That's over. yeah. That's over for sure. Yeah, pretty wild. Look at your little Juventus down there in seventh place. It's hilarious <laughs> how they lost so many points and they're still probably going to get Champions League in Syria. Like it's probably they, still going to happen. They need that revenue desperately. If they don't yes, get that revenue, do. I mean, if they don't get that revenue. Pick off yeah. players over there, Mikel. Please, mm-hmm. yeah, it's please. coming. It's coming. It's coming. You see, Oshiman this uh, recently say that he's ready to his come dream. to the Premier League. It's his dream to play in the Premier League. Yeah, he's a great yeah. player. Hopefully, he doesn't go to New United because I think he'll fit perfectly into that Ten Hag system. But you know, he won't stop anybody from scoring seven goals. You know, maybe they need no. some defenders. Anyway, that's it. Anything else? Salary cap. Are you pro or are you for a salary cap in the Premier League? It's it's to the point with the spending and all that, they're at a point where they just can't like what what it's gonna be one of those things where they do a lot of these rules and all they do is benefit the top six teams and they hurt the lower teams. So what are they gonna make the cap? Because look at Man United's wage bill and then get back to me. Please. <laughs> their wage bill is ridiculous. Look at Chelsea's wage bill and then get back to me. So what's the starting point going to be? And you're going to implement a cap where Chelsea and Man United have to have a fire sale to, to get under it? They're not going to do that to those big teams. They just yeah. don't. Everything so, benefits the bigger clubs, the top six clubs. So you could technically work with the current budgets and then impose a three-year or five-year plan before the rules start to get going in it. I look I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I I, I would agree with the concept that uh for me it's a it's a hard no and it's simply a hard no because I, the spending of the money is not the problem that we have here. It's the reluctance to spend money that is keeping some of these situations from happening. I don't understand how you can have a quality product as a team, have a quality club, 
that's well ran and you don't want to put money in it. I'm looking at you, Fenway Sports Group. Why do you not want to back what you have? And if it's all about money for you, this is the reason why you are the part of the problem in this game. We should, as fans, we all want our owners to do it right, to do it big. You want to be responsible with your money? You want to see returns on your money? Go to a fucking hedge fund. Go fucking talk to some financial advisors and go find you a flip that doesn't come in the way of the beautiful game that we all love. You You are the problem. Get out of it. Don't be a part of this and not... I have no problem with losing the race to Jude. And letting Liverpool get him and them going on a, on a 500, 600 million spending spree and saying, you know what? Fuck you to Chelsea. Fuck you to City. We're doing it big. We're completely changing it. I welcome it. I've said this from day one. I welcome everyone to spend because when you lose then and we're still on top, you got no fucking excuses. But the Mets have had money for so many years and they've been shit. Every year. Something new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fail. So don't tell me that money will get you what you want. Chelsea are living proof that that's not the case. And I, you're hoeing the Evertons. You're hoeing the Leicesters if you try to impose a salary cap. Because those smaller clubs, those smaller clubs are really going to get fucked with what this guy proposed uh, from the Fenway Sports Group. So I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of it. And... Gosh, I just wish people would own this and look at it. Yes, run a well-run business, but don't act like you don't get your money back in a lot of different ways. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. And we'll we'll end with that. We'll be back Thursday or Friday. We'll talk about Champions League. We'll talk about Europa League for Arsenal and – I guess I should get a prediction for Arsenal uh, Sporting. I'll yeah. say we go. I'll say we go there and win two one. I think, like nice. I said, I expect some rotation. Why not? I, I mean, I why not start Reese Nelson? He looked fucking incredible for twenty two minutes. Saka needs wow. a rest. Put yeah. him on the right. Absolutely. Why the fuck not? He, He's almost a must start. He's almost yeah. a must start. I agree. I agree. Uh, especially with Trossard out, Martinelli will probably have to play striker. I don't know if Enketi is fit. I really didn't look today if he trained. Um, and Jesus ain't ready. But if we can yeah. just get through these next four games, after that international break, we'll have Jesus back. We'll have Trossard back. We'll have mm-hmm. a match fit Emil Smith-Rowe. So, Things like that are starting to look good. We really can have some nice rotation and a full-strength squad with some great options off the bench for the last two months of the Premier League, which will get very, yeah. very interesting. Yeah, and, scary uh, times. Yeah, it's getting yeah. it's getting time for uh, anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, heart palpitations, all, all that mm-hmm. good stuff. So get ready, people. That's right. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Episode 40, 4-0, not 7-0. No, our teams don't do that. Our teams don't do that, 7-0. But Premier Pep Talk is on that 40 tip. Episode 40, we're moving along, trotting along. So, we're out, motherfuckers. O'Leary, come out. Come out and play. Come out and play, O'Leary. He he disappeared. We'd like to have a word. We'd like to have have a word. word. We'd like to have a word. Luke Shaw, best left back in the prem, I heard, too. 
That was another funny thing that I I, I, I missed. He was a disaster. Bye. Mm, okay. <laughs>